Hello and welcome to the Announcers Table's Classic TNA Impact Review, where we go through TNA Impact week by week, looking at the history of the show and reviewing it. I am once again joined by Scott Weaver. Scott, how are you? I'm really good, Dom. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Um, Obviously, we're still on the road to Victory Road, but this week we've been promised uh, some revealing stuff. Um, So it should be good. We should be seeing uh, some progress at this point. Yeah, we're we're still driving along the road. It's quite a long mm. road. It's like another month long road. Yeah, uh, but it seems like we're moving further along the road to the yeah. victory road road victory. <laughs> it feels like it's been going quite slow. Like they haven't been building so far, but this will be like the start now that they've got a month to go. Yeah, there's been roadworks and a few diversions, but yeah, we're back mm. on the motorway now, so it should be okay. But yeah, this is this is the first the first real show where we're starting to see it come together. But before we get into it, we're gonna take look a look back at October first, two thousand four, see what was going on in the world. Mm. In the UK charts. Here we go. <laughs> can you guess who is number one? Right. Is it Eric Prids? It's Eric Prids with Call oh. on Me. Still <laughs> number one. You know what? One time I will guess it and it won't be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The pop will be legendary. It's going to happen eventually. Um, But yeah, at number two, because I thought we'll look deeper in the charts because (laughs) we can't just focus on Eric every week. Uh, At number two is Ronan Keating with I Hope You Dance. (laughs) I listened to it. It's bad. (laughs) I mean, Ronan Keating, we're seeing Boyzone. Yes. Okay, that's that's my Ronan Keating knowledge. <laughs> I think he was also on Corey. Was he? I think so, briefly. No, he wasn't right. I'm going to have to search that. Um, I don't think he was in Corey, was he? I think so. But you can see why Eric Prince isn't being knocked off the top with the quality of songs you, that are coming out around him. Are you not thinking of that Shane guy? Maybe. Shane Duffy. Shane? Yeah, yeah, you are. You're Keith Duffy. Right. Keith Duffy. I was thinking yeah. of the Brighton centre back. The, the other Irish. Um and number three is Flashdance by Deep Dish. Nope. I nope. have <laughs> I listened to it again, didn't enjoy it. So I can see why Eric's holding on to that top spot. <laughs> I mean he did hold off Green Day last week. Yeah, I was gonna say like we had like he had a big title defense, but this is like a B pay per view where he's just defending oh, against Ronan. Yeah, this is just like a, a house show defense. Yeah, he's he's wearing a t shirt for this one rather than oh, getting yeah. his top off. Yeah, um, no, no fans have bought into it. Oh god! Um, in the UK box office, Wimbledon is still yes. at number one. Of course, it is because it's a good film. It's our first recur- uh, recurring number one in the box office, so that's interesting. Well, the others I can't even remember. <laughs> oh, Deep Water. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, what the other one was? At the Whale. They were very oh. unmemorable. Yeah, but Wimbledon, I actually had stuff to say about last week, so <laughs> I hope it holds on for a bit longer. Mm, we might have a stranglehold at the top of the charts with Wimbledon and Eric Prince. <laughs> Two that should never meet. Kirsten Dunst and Eric Pridge, the power couple <laughs> we've always dreamed of. And Vision. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, in gaming this week, Mortal Kombat Deception was released for the PlayStation 2, and Tony Hawk's Underground 2 for the PlayStation oh. 2, Xbox, and GameCube. Okay, so I don't have anything to say about Mortal Kombat, because like Pokemon, I've never played it. Yeah, I'm not a fighting uh, game guy. But Tony Hawk's Underground 2, I was all over that when I was a kid. Yeah. PS2, loved it. Mm. I didn't even know who Tony Hawk was when I used to play it, but I was like, okay, if he's put his name to it. Well, he must be good. Yeah. And now he's skating with Darby Allen. Is he? I've not seen that. On his Instagram story, he was skating around with the TNT Championship on. Oh, that's so good. Have you yeah. seen what Tony Hawk does on his YouTube channel? I haven't. He goes around and, like... Goes like around California or wherever it is. Oh, when he goes to strangers. Yeah, kids with skateboards. And you're just like, can you do a kickflip? And if they do, <laughs> it gives them like a skateboard. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I never got into the Tony Hawk's games as a kid. But then the re-release that came out this year of 1 and 2, mm. um, really enjoyed it. Now you see, really I'm, enjoyed the, it. I'm the complete opposite because I haven't got the re-release. Hmm. I, I don't know why I didn't get it, but I didn't get it. But I only played it as a kid, but I loved it. It's really fun. But I only have you ever played Skate Three? That's literally what I was about to say. <laughs> I played Skate Three. That Jesus, was such a good game. I burnt so many hours in that game. The mode where you jumped off really high things to see how many bones of me. Break. Yeah, yeah, all of me. I played that for hours. It was so good. Oh, why yeah, apparently you Skate Four. EA announced it, um, 2019, um, but then no. obviously pandemic. Oh, what? Could slow that down somewhat. Oh, get on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's coming though. It's coming eventually. Oh, but really? you know, it's EA, so who yeah, knows what they're going to do to it? You won't be able to get a skateboard unless you do a microtransaction. You have to walk for 90 minutes. <laughs> you have to walk unless you pay five quid and so you can get a skateboard. Skate four, walking. <laughs> Walk four. In sport, the New England Patriots tie an NFL record by winning their 18th game in a row with a 31-17 win over the Buffalo Bills. Yes, they do. Because Tom I, Brady, Tom I Brady am not, the greatest athlete of all time. I'm not a big NFL guy. I watch the Super Bowl like everyone else, yeah. but that's about it. But, I mean... That's, so, I don't know if that record still stands today. I have no idea. I, I am quite a big NFL guy, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know whether the record still stands. I assume it does because I can't think of any teams going like undefeated. I know. I think. I think this might be the year that the Patriots go undefeated until the Super Bowl, right? And then uh, the Giants beat them. I think I might mm. be wrong about that because at the end of the day, I was six. Um, yeah. But no, I can't think of any other teams going on any runs like this. Like recently, I know, I know Kansas are doing really well. Like recently, but they still lose the old game. I know they lost to the Raiders this year, and obviously they lost to Tampa in Super Bowl. But up the Gronk, oh yeah, and Brady still, which is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. But no, I think it's probably still a record today. champion Scotty Pippen announced his retirement from basketball. Oh no. I don't know how into basketball you are. I'm I'm really not to be honest. I'm, I mean, I get the NBA games when they're free on PlayStation Plus. Mm -hmm. That's about it. 
Yeah. So I didn't know much about Scottie Pippen, but then this uh, documentary came out about Michael Jordan. I know he was a big part of the uh, mm. Chicago Bulls winning right. titles. Um, and he didn't get enough, enough recognition for that. Like he was a big part of that. Um, so yeah, he's one of the top players of all time. So I just thought I'd throw it in there. Yeah, uh, for our I mean, American viewers. I mean, I know, I know the Chicago Bulls were good, but mm. probably like a lot of people that don't really know much about basketball, I just thought it was Michael Jordan. So yeah. Um, and in the world of wrestling, uh, oh. WWE the Sunday after this show hold their No Mercy pay per view, and I just thought we'd take a quick look. At what went down. Yeah. So, in the first match of the non pre show, because we're not acknowledging the pre show, don't exist. Um, Eddie Guerrero defeated Luther Reigns with Mark Jindrak 13 13. I mean, I'll be completely honest. I don't really know much about Luther Reigns. I know that he's not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I don't know much. Yeah, he's like notoriously not very good. I think he was like with Kurt Angle when Kurt Angle was in his wheelchair phase. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> says everything. You know, when you're in your wheelchair phase as a kid. Yeah, yeah. everyone has a wheelchair phase. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember mine fondly. <laughs> oh, those were the days. <laughs> Spike Dudley retains the Cruiserweight Championship against Nunzio. Oh. Good old Nunzio. Right, so when I was a kid, I had a Nunzio action figure. Mm. And I didn't know who he was. <laughs> I had no idea. I was, I was like... So, so you're I, a big fan. I, I got, like, um, wrestling toys before I actually watched any wrestling. Yeah. Because, like, you know when you're just walking around, like, a supermarket and you see the toys and you're like, okay. Well, and I Nunzio was the one that drew your attention. Literally, the only two they had. <laughs> <laughs> the only two they had were Nunzio and Vince. Oh, tough jobs. <laughs> I've got Nunzio and Vince. Oh, you got I, both? Oh, yeah, because you can't have one, can you? You've got to have a match. That's true. So my match that I used to do, I didn't even know what wrestling was at the time. I was just, I was just doing Vince versus Nunzio the whole time. An all-time classic. It was. Vince used to go over quite a lot because he was in a suit, so I thought he was important. Mm. Well, he is. But yeah, <laughs> not in the way back, you thought. Looking back on it, yeah, he is. Um, I want to see an edit of the WrestleMania X Seven uh, promo for Austin and Rock, but with Nunzio <laughs> and Vince. I'll get on it. I'll get on it. <laughs> uh, in our third match, Billy Kidman defeated Paul London in ten minutes thirty-three. That was probably a good match. That probably was the match of the night. Looking at yeah. it, um. Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree retained the tag team championships, defeating Rey Mysterio and Rob Van Dam. I mean, <laughs> one dream team, and then Rey Mysterio and Rob Van Dam. Oh god, <laughs> uh, I don't know much about Kenzo Suzuki. Nope, me neither. <laughs> I know Rene Dupree, but I know Rene Dupree, but I don't know anything about Kenzo Suzuki. <laughs> he sounds like he could still be in New Japan, like today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Big Show defeated Kurt Angle. Uh, Luther Reigns and Jindrak were banned from ringside, so they were obviously with Angle. Yeah. Uh, and if they interfered, they would be fired, which, I mean, <laughs> they probably were not long after anyway. Would it have been a disappointment? Yeah. Oh, just to mention, this is also a SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view, so that's why it's not amazing. Okay. After their um, anniversary show. 
after that great anniversary show. Yeah. Glad they built up to this card so well. Yeah, the go-home show was a killer. Oh, yeah. Uh, John Cena won the final in a best-of-five series to become the US champion, defeating Booker T. Yay. I mean, match quality-wise, that was probably good. Like, I think Cena and Booker had good chemistry. So... It's probably going to come out the deeper we get into this because of what's going to happen to John Cena. Yeah. I, I'm not the biggest John Cena fan in the world. Mm. I can re- I can kind of get get on board with him in recent years when he was having the good matches with AJ and the match with Punk at Money in the Bank, but no, nah, I'm, I'm all right, Tar. See, I didn't have to suffer him, so I enjoy him. Like, I'm, I legitimately enjoy Cena coming back because it feels like Oh, someone actually important here for a change. Yeah, so when I actually did start watching WWE, it was like when he was super Cena. Mm. And it was like nobody could beat him. It was just stupid yeah. to watch. But that so I think that's probably where a lot of it came from, for me mm. at least. My my yeah. dislike. Understandable. Uh Charlie Haas, Miss Jackie, and Rico defeated Dawn Marie and the Dudley boys, obviously Bubba and Devon. Mm. Um, <laughs> what a way to get you nice and cold before the main event. Yeah, that is that's the piss break match, isn't it? It really is. And like, <laughs> my God, like they love to put in something different before the main event, but give me something to work with. I mean, looking at it is not terrible wrestlers. Hmm. Like the, it lasted eight minutes. Obviously, the Dudley boys are good. And yeah, I know Charlie Haas was good, mm. somewhat because world's greatest tag team and all that sort of stuff. But Miss yeah. Jackie and Dawn Marie, uh, I don't know. I know Dawn Marie wasn't great in the ring, and I think Jackie was all right. Mm. But yeah, it's just it was a to get the crowd down for the main event. I think. Yeah, and in your main event. John Bradshaw Layfield defended the WWE Championship against The Undertaker in a last ride match. Mm, yeah. So this one's obviously remembered for the limo uh, at the side of the ring when uh, Taker almost slipped and basically killed himself, <laughs> stood on the limo. Um, and I think he gave, I think he gave JBL a last ride through the roof of the limo. Yeah, wasn't if I remember correctly. Something along those lines. He either threw it or onto it. Mm. I can't remember where they went through. But in the end, JBL won. Yeah. Doesn't feel right. Shouldn't be winning that match. No. It, it was a strange time. <laughs> yeah. We've got to suffer him being champion for quite a bit still. Yeah, and then we have to suffer Cena being champion. So it's dark times all around. I see, you say suffering, I say enjoying. <laughs> well, we can agree to disagree, can't we? Uh, but just before we get into the show, uh, just having looked at it, there was one dark match before uh, TNA this week. Oh. Um, and I'll read what the match's match says before I explain it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Poison defeated Tracy. Poison? Do you know who Poison is? Not from the name Poison, no. Poison, this was her last match being called Poison. Okay. She would later sign for TNA in 2007. Okay. Now going by... Is it Rosemary? 
It's not. It's ODB. Poison? <laughs> Poison. She had a match last night. She did. Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah, she did. Oh, why was um, she poison? It was her last match under the gimmick. Okay. Um, like she wouldn't wrestle as poison again, or at least non noted that I could find. Yeah. Um, oh wow. Yeah, she wouldn't wouldn't sign for TNA for another three years, even though she she beat Tracy. <laughs> Poor old Tracy. Mm, I don't know. Because there's been no signs of women's wrestling or anything no, so far. Nothing. So it's weird that this is a dark match and that it almost seemed like they were trialling her, but had zero intention of signing her. There's literally no women's talent at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, who, look who she's wrestling. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's nothing. Yeah. So it's, it's a weird one. Um, it stinks of Russo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was interesting because obviously Poison is not someone who we remember, but ODB oh. has become somewhat of a legend for TNA. She's a definite legend, TNA legend for sure. Mm. Definite. She's been there for as long as I can remember. I think she had a didn't she have a stint in ROH for a bit? Yeah, yeah, she did. But because I think she showed up in the um, at the Supercard G One Supercard right. in the in their Rumble thing, right? She's but no, definitely a TNA legend. I don't know that she's in the TNA Hall of Fame, but if she's not, she definitely should be. Yeah, I'm sure she will be. Yeah. Um, but the show opens with Russo uh, by telling us that Russo will announce Jarrett's number one contender tonight. Uh, and we get even more extra emphasis on the outsider's comment and yeah. the toothpick throw. So, uh, yeah, I, I noticed the toothpick this week. How could you not this week? Yeah, I mean, I didn't notice it in the last week, but yeah, <laughs> it was in slow-mo and everything. Yeah. Uh, we're then shown a recap of James Storm and Christopher Daniels winning the tag titles last week uh, and the brawl between Monty Brown and Jarrett. Yeah. Um, and then we see a clip from Explosion of Raven yeah. confronting Monty Brown before he gets hit with a pounce. Uh I wrote, no, we're not covering Explosion. <laughs> and then we see a brawl between them two, Jeff Hardy and Abyss. Yeah, so my my note was, Raven, question mark, question mark. What is Explosion? Question mark, exclamation mark. What's going on? So, an interesting fact, actually. Explosion, so that was their secondary show, like okay. SmackDown, but... Even less important than SmackDown is to WWE. NXT UK. It's barely NXT UK because <laughs> uh, it doesn't have Walter. Um, but neither does NXT UK most of the time. But Explosion actually stopped being produced last week. What? Last week was the last ever TNA or Impact Explosion, which a lot of people went. Didn't know they were still doing explosion. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't even know it was a thing in like 2007 8. But what's interesting is explosion has seen Jeff Hardy as much as Impact has. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. That's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, why? Um, but then finally, we see Jarrett demanding an answer on his opponent last week uh, before the show opening. Hmm. And as the show opens, we see a sign in the crowd. I don't know if you picked up on this. Uh, remind me. 
It said, get better soon, Johnny Devine and Andy Douglas. Oh. What? So, <laughs> I didn't so, see the Johnny Devine bit. <laughs> so, I have some context. Okay. So you'll notice that Team Canada come out later. Yeah. Johnny Devine wasn't there. No, no. It was Eric Young and Bobby Roode. Yeah, and then also Williams as well. Yeah, and Scott Demore, yeah. Yeah, so the only one not there is Devine. Okay. So this is taken from Wikipedia, so if anything isn't right, blame Wikipedia. Um, Devine and Andy Douglas of The Naturals uh, were involved in an altercation after leaving Bar Nashville in Nashville, Tennessee. Devine was stabbed in the stomach and his gallbladder and a foot of his lower intestine were removed as a result. And this was like this time of the year. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> so explosion and everything else was being filmed in Nashville, whereas impact's being filmed in Orlando. Right. Uh, and also Douglas lives in Nashville. He's from Nashville. So that's why they were there. Okay. Uh, yeah, Johnny Devine got stabbed in the stomach. Jeez. Uh so he'll be out for six weeks. Wow. At I think I'd be out for a year. Oh, I would never come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's me done. Um, so, yeah, that side in the crowd was, was for that. At least we know he's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but, yeah, I saw that sign and I was like, what yeah. has happened here? Like, is there something I don't know? And apparently there was. There was definitely something I didn't know either. But that's interesting to see, like, that the fans are keeping up with that sort of news. Like, oh, they're yeah. kind of smarkier uh, fans over at Impact. Yeah, the fans are, were hot for this show as well. Oh, God. Oh, yes. We'll get on to that later. One yeah. thing in particular got them yeah. really excited. <laughs> loved one thing, and I know what oh, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but Jarrett uh, makes his way out to open the show. Uh, but before he can get to the ring, we're given some devastating news. Oh, no. Uh, Jeff Hammond won't be back until later this month. <laughs> okay, right. They were teasing that he was going to be back uh, like in October, but it's October now and they're like, oh, later in the month. They keep pushing it back. How did I miss this? I thought you'd be on Jeff Watch. I didn't hear that I was not on Jeff Watch this week. Um, But the fact that he's been mentioned in the opening of the show made me think, do they think this guy's a draw? And I Googled him just to see like how big he was. Okay. In, oh, I didn't know the year actually, but he would go on to wrestle in a house show match. What? A TNA house show match? Yeah. So, <laughs> him, alongside fellow mo- motorsport announcer Hermie Sadler and yeah. Team 3D, <laughs> would wrestle America's Most Wanted, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett and Eric Young. What? <laughs> Jeff Hammond and the boys won. Jeff Hammond's a draw. Jeff Hammond is the draw. <laughs> when does he win the title? Do you, do you know where that house show was? Because if it's anywhere other than one of the southern states where they just oh, it's in one of the southern states, yeah, <laughs> it must have been. Yeah, they yeah. can't be putting him over in like somewhere northern. They can't be putting him over in New York. So I had a quick look at what happened, um, and America's Most Wanted and Jarrett walk out on Young, and then Team 3D put him through a table. They get oh. the pin. So it just it turns into a four on one hand. <laughs> <laughs> It's basically a two-on-one. Yeah, pretty much, but still. But Hammond and the other the other guy are wearing, like, impact shirts. Like, you can tell they just <laughs> didn't bother. 
<laughs> Somebody yeah, else just... late, later in this show is just wearing an impact shirt. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. A, a lot of people are just wearing impact shirts in the crowd as well. <laughs> yeah. Almost like yeah. they've been like, yeah, just come in, we'll give you a t-shirt. Yeah, come and watch some wrestling for an hour and we'll give you a shirt. Um, we're also told that Dusty is currently speaking to the championship committee backstage. And boy, oh, will we be kept up to date with that. Oh, we we know every everything going on inside that room. Don't you worry, we'll be kept up to date. <laughs> uh, but Jarrett comes out and first uh, he wrestles Brian Gamble. As the graphic showed up, the word Brian came first and I was like, oh, is yeah. it? It can't be. <laughs> so did I. But when unfortunately, yeah. it was not Brian O, it was Brian Gamble. When Brian popped up, I was like, no, it can't be. <laughs> Can it be? <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> but Gamble is, from what from my research, best known for having a match on WWF Jacked in 2001 against Perry Saturn. Yeah. Gamble was obviously booked as a jobber to come in loose and make him look strong. Yeah. Gamble was in his hometown and he didn't want to look weak in front of his mates. <laughs> so he started no selling Perry Saturn. <laughs> Perry Saturn didn't take too kindly to that. No. And he brutalized him. <laughs> Is there any footage of the match? I watched it and like some of the spears and the tackles are like rough. Oh Christ. Um but it's reported that Saturn uh got him in a arm lock in the rings of Saturn. Shoot, like for real, <laughs> so that he tap. Um, and yeah, he tapped and then held it for a little bit and then let go. Oh. But yeah, the match lasted four minutes, and just halfway through, he just starts no selling him. And it's just like, <laughs> oh no, you've made a mistake. Perry's a big man, yeah. But so I did my own little bit of research into Brian Gamble, yeah. He is trained in mixed martial arts, right. Probably smaller than Perry Saturn, but still. Oh, a lot smaller than Perry Saturn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is some interesting things about Brian Gamble that I found on Wikipedia. Again, it's Wikipedia. It. How true they are, I don't know. Mm. So the first thing that comes up is that he is trained in mixed martial arts. And yep. through this, he got an appearance in a Mortal Kombat film or TV show. What? He was in Mortal Kombat Conquest. I think that's the movie. Yeah, so he was in that. Do you I know who he played? He was just an extra, I think. Oh, okay. He was like okay. he was in it. Hmm. Uh, he appeared on American Ninja Warrior. Oh wow! And he set the world record in the wall. What? So I think that's the one where they have to run up the vertical. Wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the so vertical he... wall where it like goes upwards, and you have to grab on and pull yourself yeah. off. So he set the world record for American Ninja Warrior in the wall. Wow! Uh, he went on. To appear on Roller Jam, mm. which is a roller derby, like hockey, roller hockey sort of thing. So ice hockey right. and roller skates. Yeah. Uh, he was a skater on Roller <laughs> Jam. Okay. He played, he played for teams in New York. Mm. Uh, and then he went on to be a bodyguard for Alice Cooper. Wow. And Queens of the Stone Age. So. Wow. Josh Homme's band. Brian Gamble has had a hell of a life. He actually has. He's, he's mental. So I, was, I was expecting to Google him and just find out I was a jobber for TNA for like two years and then he did nothing. Yeah, and just move on. But yeah, no, he had a pretty pretty varied life. 
you know, it makes you wonder, like, how did no one sign this guy? And then you watch him wrestle, and you're like, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, he, and if he's gonna if he's gonna no sell people because he's in his hometown, then yeah, yeah. you're not gonna sign him. <laughs> like, I'm surprised TNA brought him on after something like that because it like it went round like did it? Hey, is it Perry a... just shot on this guy. Oh, okay, because he because he no sold him. Oh, okay. um, but um, yeah, no, he was there for like two years for TNA, I think. Yeah, so I think another thing I read, I think he comes back and does a few more. He does, yeah, jobs a bit more. I don't, mm. I think. I think one of them was to Monty Brown, but I'm not sure. He absolutely adores a spinning kick, as you'll see in this match, oh, and you yeah. see in his match against Perry Saturn as well. And you can tell that he's been trained in some form of like striking mm. martial art because he, he threw it well. Yeah. I just didn't find his wrestling enjoyable. No, he was well, I mean <laughs> he didn't really get much in. Mm. So Yeah. Uh Jarrett immediately goes to the outside in this match, slamming Gamble against the announce table. And uh, the guardrail, uh, just to try and sell like how frustrated Jarrett is with Russo. Yeah. Uh, Gamble gets back into the match with some right hands, but misses with a spinning kick uh, before being clotheslined by Jarrett, and then hit with a stroke to win in two minutes. Yeah. Nothing special, but I like I like the storytelling. Don't like that Jarrett's matches. Everyone that we've seen immediately goes to the outside. Oh yeah, <laughs> both of them have, haven't they? Yeah. And uh, so I thing... love a wrestling match that stays in a ring. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a bit indifferent. I don't really mind. I think it adds to the match sometimes, but this didn't really need. Not it. against a jobber. No, <laughs> didn't really need. Like it. John Moxley defending his title, yes. Jarrett wrestling yeah. Brian Gamble, maybe not. Yeah, it's not like he needs to throw him into a guardrail to gain any some sort of advantage, yeah. is it? Did That's you notice, uh, Did you notice on commentary? They they mentioned uh, the judge, Larry Zabisco. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, they said that Larry Zabisco is on hand if this goes to a time limit draw and he will dis- make a decision. Mm. Uh, and they said that while he is in his meeting, which is... They've got the, a little monitor. Yeah, they have a TV monitor. Yeah. <laughs> they have a TV They're monitor. Watching. So Larry can do his judging. Uh, it's just helping up get the viewership numbers up for TNA. <laughs> yeah, they've just got monitors back everywhere backstage. Just, just to guarantee someone's watching. Just playing to nobody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after the match, uh, Jarrett goes to get a microphone. Did you see who he got a microphone from? Uh, Jeremy Borash. It was Jeremy Borash. Yeah. So that's our first sight of him. Yeah. And I was worried that he'd replaced someone. But luckily, we find out that he hasn't later in the show. Yes. Um, (laughs) uh, Jarrett says that he isn't leaving until he finds out who the number one contender is he calls out Russo and then he grabs a headset sets up a chair on the (laughs) announcer's table and sits on top of it rather than at the table yeah so did you did you notice um, he initially went to the wrong announcer's table Oh, did he go to the Spanish table by he went, to, he went to the Spanish table and pointed at him and was like, I'm going to stay right here and then kind of notice. And then he just wandered off. I'm going to stay right here. I'm staying right there. I'm staying right here. Walks off. You're not Mike today. <laughs> it really tickled me. <laughs> we, come yeah. back, we come back from the break. Jarrett's still there, but now he's got his title on his shoulder. Yeah. So something happened. Um, Russo finally comes out with his horrible music. Yeah, it's very generic, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was awful. Uh, and the two men get in the ring together. The fans chant. I don't know if you noticed this. Yeah, I got it. I got it. You killed Nitro. 
Yeah, clap, 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 clap. <laughs> this could have been aimed at either of these men. It could have been. <laughs> more aimed at Vince, but... It's definitely aimed at Vince. However, it's fitting regardless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, um... shows that the, it shows that the fans actually like wrestling. They're not just there for Universal. Yeah, they're not just there for the roller coasters. Yeah, like Larry. <laughs> Classic Larry. <laughs> Russo says that he's spoken to the same outsiders as Jarrett mm. and he thinks that they just don't cut it, saying that the real talent is in TNA. Then why did you tease it? Yeah. Yeah, why even mention it? Because I was so excited for like maybe someone from New Japan, because I know they get a partnership eventually, yeah. or someone from AAA. Nope. The no. talent's here. I've just realised this now. I didn't <laughs> yeah. realise before. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like a football manager being like, "No, I don't like this striker. I'm going to sign somebody else." And then looks at the looks in the transfer market is like, eh, "There's no one better. He's good." Yeah, yeah. Well, he'll do. He'll do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Russo then announces that there will be a tournament with the contenders being Raven, Abyss, Monty Brown, and Jeff Hardy, with the winner facing Jarrett at Victory Road. Yeah. What do you think of this tournament? Um. So as a as a concept, I like it. Yep. Because they're doing the whole oh we can't pick between these guys. Everyone deserves a shot, so we're mm. going to make them earn it. But I also don't like that they were saying we're going to find out who's challenging Jeff Jarrett next week, and then it gets to this week and it's like okay, you're going to have to wait a bit more. Yeah. I didn't like that they were teasing that they'd made a decision and they were going to give it, mm. and then the decision is oh we've not made a decision. <laughs> My decision is no one. <laughs> My decision is they can decide. Yeah. As you say, I like someone earning it. And I, I love a tournament. Oh, but this yeah. is borderline not a tournament. It's no, three matches. People. It's four people, that's it. Yeah. I was hoping for like sticker styles in there, a rude, a killing, some people who might be on the yeah. outside sticking amazing red in there, you know, but no. No. Because no. you can tell so many stories with the tournament but no just four people they'll have matches and then we'll figure it out and it's not even like they haven't got the time yeah like oh, they've got still, time it's like they've still got another month you can do like two matches a week get a full tournament going they could have started that from when we first start like first got to this and then yeah. and then did like a little g1 yeah they didn't need um the meetings and vince russo sat in a room with all the contenders it's like you don't need that and a week with zero star power yeah, exactly. Just to just to get this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jarrett says that if Russo won't bring any outsiders to Victory Road, oh. uh, then he will. <laughs> so they're still coming. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're inevitable. They're like Thanos. You can't stop them no. as much as you may want to. <laughs> no, we just need a Captain America and a Thor. Yeah, but with the tournament, we're told later in the show that uh, the in the first round, Raven will face Monty Brown uh, and Jeff Hardy will face Abyss. Yeah. Two interesting matches on paper. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jeff Hardy and Abyss is a, a really good match. That's classic DNA. It is, but it like really stood out to me as like, okay, I, I want to watch that. Mm. Um, I know that Raven and Monty Brown's next week. I don't know if Hardy and Abyss is next week or the week after. Yeah, they say at the end of the show that they're both next week. Okay, they're both next week. That's yeah. fine then. Yeah. Um, so that'll be good. Next week will be good, just from that. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, big time. Um, he's having a whole tournament in two weeks. This is it's barely a tournament. There's four exactly. people. Exactly. You wrestle him, he'll wrestle him, and then the winners yeah. face each other, and that's it. Just two semi-finals and a final. Imagine yeah, if like the, the World Cup was that. <laughs> We'd stand a chance then. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't even make it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before uh, Russo can get out the ring uh, Styles makes his way down uh, demanding a shot at the X Division title Styles is acting like he's been asking this for ages yeah. he hasn't. no he he's hasn't. not it's the first time he's ever mentioned it yep. you've been playing, playing with Jeff Hardy and Alex Shelley you don't pretend like you wanted this he actually cares now Yeah, which is good yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's what we were saying last week it's like he he hasn't seemed like he's given a damn about it. Yeah, and now he does. So that's progress. Mm. But Russo says that there will be a six-man match tonight with the winner facing Pete Williams at Victory Road. And I wrote this before I watched the rest of the show because, um, just this is just how I felt. Surely Styles has to win. He's the mm-hmm. only person who's been built to have a rivalry with Williams and for the X Division title. Why would it be anyone else? Yeah, and for on commentary, they would just like for the last three weeks, they've just been saying, "When is AJ Styles going to get his shot at Petey Williams?" Yeah, it's but like Styles hasn't cared. Oh yeah, but the commentary have really cared. Mm. So for three weeks, they've been saying that, and then all of a sudden, it's like, "Okay, AJ, you've got to earn it." And it's like, oh, what, "What if they don't give it to AJ now?" Yeah. <laughs> like, they're kind of yeah. It would be hilarious if, like, and obviously not no spoilers for the show, but. Just oh no, he's he hasn't won it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, they late announced that the match that will main event will be Styles versus Kazarian versus Saban versus Shelley versus Amazing Red versus Kid Cash. It's absolute filth. It's the best of the X Division at that time, and yeah. you can't ask for any better. The the note that I wrote down was six man match sounds like filth. Oh, and it is. Oh. Like, on paper, that can't fail. No, absolutely. You you actually watched this show before me, mm. and when, when obviously, you must have just seen that, and you messaged me like, there's a match that cannot fail. Yeah. And I was so excited, because I knew it was going to be something X Division. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The second you see, like, oh, someone's excited about something in TNA at this point. Oh, so yeah. what happened in the X Division? Yeah. It's not, it's not going to be what happened when Jeff Jarrett wrestled a jobber. Yeah. Oh, just wait till you see Brian Gamble's spin kick. <laughs> they were good. They were all right. <laughs> uh, Team Canada then come out. Demore says that it doesn't matter how many people Russo lines up for Williams, uh, he'll show why he is the new class of the X Division. Demore says that his guys pinned the World Tag Team Champions two weeks ago. Did they? Nope. No, they didn't. Unless it was on Explosion, but. They, they pinned former. Yes, champions. Yeah, uh, and he demands a shot at the tag titles, saying that they've earned it. Russo calls them all Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, before saying they haven't earned a shot yet. So uh, when he when he called him Humpty Dumpty, he even got a Humpty Dumpty chant. Oh, did it? I thought the crowd knows all it. It was like faint a little bit. There was a few uh, guys just going Humpty Dumpty. I was like, oh no, it's fine because it's a heel, but. Russo doesn't feel like a face. He's not a face. They were chanting you killed Nitro at him. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah. It's weird as well because what happens throughout the show, like 
is Ru- what what is Russo? I think a lot of people have been asking that question in the wrestling yeah, business for the last twenty five years. So and that's that bridge burnt. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, Demore says uh, that it's same old Russo uh, and the same old politics uh, before asking for a number one contenders match between Rude and Young yeah. and AJ Styles and Vince Russo. Do you know what? If this was a two-on-one handicap match, I'd be all all for it. I'd have been down to see Russo try and wrestle. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I got so excited. Yeah. He, I'm f- I'd rather not see him in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Damore then starts to rile up Styles by saying that Russo has been politicking for him and Styles has been following him like a little puppy um, before AJ just jumps him. Uh, Young and Rude pull him off and start to beat him down. Uh, but Styles gets back at them with a double drop kick before Williams comes out to help with the beat down. Styles um, continues to get beat down while Damore holds off Russo as if he was going to do anything. Just pins him in the corner. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what is Vince Russo going to do to stop Bobby yeah. Roode, Eric Young, and Petey Williams? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the main threat. Here, <laughs> the main threat here is Vince Russo. Oh yeah, he's the one. Uh, yeah. But three live crew with BG James surviving. Yeah. Wait. This one, I think, was recorded at the same time as last week's episode. But that can't be oh. true, because BG James is here. So how many are we in? We're four in. Yeah. And if they're doing two at a time, then this has to be recorded. Yeah. Oh, maybe they just maybe they were just trying to get a bit of sympathy. <laughs> Did they kayfabe BG James's house being hit by a hurricane, or have I misread the thing about pre-recording? I mean, maybe they might have done. <laughs> if BG James' house is kayfabe destroyed, then I'll be all over it. He just couldn't be bothered to go out with their for their segment last week, so they were like, "What yeah. can we say?" Is that okay? Yeah, say that house has been destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the free live crew come out to make the save uh, as the segment ends. We don't see any more free live crew throughout the night. And we don't know why they have any interest in Styles. No. Maybe maybe they're interested in a tag title shot. I don't know. Maybe they want to be four live crew. Oh. If Styles gets dragged into that mess, I'll be very upset. So they're trying to get... So the whole point of three live crew is to get the different races in, isn't it? Yeah. That's what they were trying to do. So maybe they want a cowboy. Ooh. Or somebody from Georgia. Yes, yes, that's Georgia. that's what's missing. My favourite race, Southern. Because <laughs> BG James isn't enough. But overall, this was a crazy segment where we had two matches basically announced for uh, Victory Road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, wait to hold off on it. You're just nothing, 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 everything. Yeah, it was like we got more build towards the pay per view in the last. 10 minutes than we did in the last three weeks. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> at least we've got something. But I, I liked that, like, oh, Russo's here quick. Everyone, this is your chance to try and get a match. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he's he's actually come out for once. Yeah. The people are calling him out every week and he never turns up and then he's got yeah. called out. He's turned up. So everyone's like, right, get out. <laughs> Let him know. <laughs> Uh, and then we're told that Raven will be in action next, and we see a little highlights package of him, uh, and saying that Raven returns to the Impact Zone. I had a look. His last match was on August 12th, 
where he beat oh. the technician Todd Saxton. <laughs> what a name. Is he um, any, any relation to Byron? He isn't. Oh, unfortunately. What a shame. Um, Raven comes out and across his chest, he, oh, not his chest, his entire body, he has oh. painted Die Monty Brown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, someone we... knew that he was facing Monty Brown in the next round before everyone else did. Yeah, and if they didn't show the thing from Explosion last uh, at the start of the show, then this would have looked very strange. <laughs> that would have had a very different vibe to it. <laughs> if someone had tuned into this show like five minutes after it started, so they missed the opening where they showed the clip from Explosion, you're like, why is this man just angry at Monty Brown? What has Monty Brown done to wrong this man? <laughs> he just pounced him once. He pounced him once, that was it. Yeah. Um, to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you passed me once. Well, that's your life gone. That's it. You're done. Uh, Raven immediately jumps. Oh, sorry, I didn't even mention his opponent, who's already out, Mark Stevens. I, th- I don't even think you needed to mention, to be honest. Yeah. Um, two of the night. The thing is, we normally go in depth on the jobbers because they're quite interesting. But Mark has no background, no anything. Nope, nothing. And he didn't particularly cause any interest here. Nope. Um. Raven immediately jumps him, laying in right hands, and then stomping him for ages before the ref pulls him off. Yeah, he was stomping a proper mud hole. Oh, God, yeah. He was going for it. Austin was jealous of that one. He was. It was really good. I liked it a lot. Mm. Oh, yeah, no, it was good aggression and good like yeah. passion. Um, Raven hits a clothesline and a knee before hitting the Raven effect DDT to win. Very much blink and you miss it. Um I was quite excited to see Raven. He's a proper... this match. This match didn't do much for me. No, it was just a proper squash match, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it, a bit too much. It was just to get Raven in the ring doing something because he's yeah. not done anything for four weeks. So it's like blow off the cobwebs. Get him to do something, and then so the fans know who he is. Like, mm. so obviously, I don't know if you. I'm pretty sure you haven't. I haven't looked ahead. No, Do you think he beats Monty Brown? Um, no. See, Monty Brown's been built up too well. Like he had the in-ring situation with um, Jarrett. He's had more squash matches. He's had quite a lot of promos. So yeah, it seems like the building Monty. Of all of the the main event contenders or the tor- the tournament members, we'll call them, he's the one that's actually had build. Yeah, he's had an in-ring with Jarrett. Mm. He, that he's the only one. I mean, this is the yeah. first time Raven's shown up. We've not seen yeah. Jeff Hardy, and Abyss has had a few squash matches. Like, yeah, nothing the mentioned of the title. No, nothing. He's the only one. Yeah. So no, I don't. I think I think Monty beats Raven. To be honest. Yeah. Okay. We then go backstage to, oh boy, from the first oh. week, Shane oh. Douglas is back. Oh, yes. Shaney Baby is back. <laughs> Unfortunately, less Macho Man than he was before. I was so disappointed. Mm. When he just when he started talking, he was talking normally. Yeah. I, I literally just went, oh. Mm. Like, what, what's, why? Why? It just makes me think, why was he doing it on the first week? So I know that we mentioned this in the first week, but I, want, I just want to reflect on it again. Shane Douglas was like... Four years ago, wrestling in WCW, trying to start a feud with Ric Flair because he reckons that Ric Flair stole everything from him, which yeah. is a lie. Yeah. Um, 
and now he's a backstage interviewer who's not acknowledged as a former ECW champion or I know that obviously WWE own ECW at this point, but like he's not acknowledged as being anyone important. He's just like Kathy Kelly, who's just someone with a microphone. Oh, that's mean. But that, like, that's what she is. She's not like a former world champion, like or someone who changed the foundation of professional wrestling. Like Shane Douglas did that. Like he took the he made ECW what it was with his promo, and now he's yeah. just treated as a guy backstage with a mic. The only person that calls him by his name is Dusty as well. Yeah, <laughs> everyone else Dusty likes treated... him. Dusty obviously likes him, but I see what you're saying. Like they don't treat him like he's Shane Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know if you noticed as well his yellow polo shirt. Yeah, yeah had on it little uh, a little thing that said franchise on it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that was his nickname, franchise Shane Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I found it really funny that he stitched in franchise for himself. <laughs> I don't think he stitched it. <laughs> I want to believe that he did because no one else knows who he is. Would you like Kathy Kelly more if she wore a polo shirt that said franchise on it? That's Kathy Kelly's only issue. <laughs> what was she her nickname? Work for them anymore? Does she not? No, she left like a year ago. Is Kathy Kelly the one that dated Finn Balor? Mate, you're you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I think it might have been. I don't know. She she used to do like the post NXT briefings with Triple H on YouTube and Facebook. Um, Is she, yeah, like, she left. like the Kayla Braxton? Yeah, but she's obviously she's moved on now, and she's been yeah. like she left right before the pandemic. So, yeah. <laughs> oh well. Um, back to Shane. Yeah. Um, he stood outside Vince Russo's office, where the championship committee is holding a meeting to try and get to the bottom of the issue between Russo and Dusty. Uh, out steps Larry Zabisco. <laughs> uh, he says he's wasted four hours of his life and that he has had it with Dusty Rhodes, saying that if it were up to him, he would be banned from Universal Studios, which would mean he wouldn't be able to enjoy the Men in Black alien attack ride. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wasn't wasn't ready for that. (laughs) um, But yeah, uh, I just... Douglas says that he won't go anywhere until he finds out what is happening behind the door. But Zabisco just told you. I love, I love that it it rhymes. It's the Men in Black alien attack ride. <laughs> I've done my research. Don't you worry. <laughs> That's really tickled me. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. This this was weird. Um, yeah, like, so we'll see Shane Douglas again tonight. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Zabisco just told him like what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. And then Shane's just like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, like, if you can read between the lines, it's like, yeah, they're having a meeting, but it's clearly not going well. Yeah, it's not like there's anything groundbreaking either going on. No, no. Why are they Do... doing this? Why were they doing this when they've already announced the tournament? Yeah, exactly. It's trying to solve something between Dusty and Russo. Russo clearly has a position in the company, in kayfabe. He's the director yeah. or whatever. Um... Dusty doesn't seem to have one. Doesn't seem to know. We don't seem to know why he's there. In no, real life, he's the head writer. Is he? He's the head writer. Oh, okay. you wouldn't tell, by the way, that people come on by to bury him. No, every time they mention Dusty, it's that he's like losing his mind. Yeah, 
But yeah, no, he's the head writer. Oh. Um, but I just also Russo acted like a face earlier. They were saying he's yeah like mates with AJ were Team Canada, but Dusty's not a heel. No, because it's Dusty. It's, yeah, you can't hate Dusty. He's literally never been a heel. No. Uh, why are they feuding? There's no need for it. And if it ends up in a match, I might cry. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Can like, we, no one cares. Can we take a minute just to talk about Larry's shirt? Oh, another rascal shirt from Larry Zabisco. It's amazing, isn't it? What was it this week, just to re- refresh was, me? It was, like, black and white, and mm. it had... It was like symmetrical, so down the middle was like a black pattern over a white shirt. And then there were like two dragons on either side. And the, dra- <laughs> the dragon's tails were like pointing right where his nipples would be. Wow. It was amazing. I he's a like legend. you know what it, it reminds me of? You know when you go to um you know when you go to somewhere like cheap on holiday, so you go to Skeggy or something. Yes. And there's like those clothes shops and you can buy like button up t shirts for two pounds. Mm. And you see like all the people that Love caravan holidays as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it looks like Larry's been to Skeggy. Oh, we should take him. He'd love the rides. <laughs> he actually would. There's no <laughs> Men in Black attack a what an alien attack, whatever it was. <laughs> no, there <laughs> isn't. Um, one week he's going to come out with like one of those black shirts with the flames at the bottom. Oh yes, and I That's hope what he we has- need. I hope he has his hair like cut like he's in Malcolm in the Middle as well. <laughs> has it gelled and spiked? You know what? He would absolutely love the Nutty Squirrel ride at Skeggy. Oh, he would. We'll, he we'll have to him. take him. We will. <laughs> uh, we're then showing a recap of a Monty Brown promo. Uh, he says, I presume this was an explosion as well. Yeah. Uh, he says that he will be the one to face Jarrett at Victory Road and says that Victory Road runs through the Serengeti, and at the end of that road, waiting for Jarrett, is the Pounce. Um, he didn't say it like that, though, did he? He didn't, but I'm not going to say I'd, it like he I'd said like, it. I'd like you to pronounce Pounce how Monty Brown pronounced Pounce, please. That's a shame. Oh, one day. <laughs> one day he will. I'll get you to If do he it. wins the title at Victory Road... Okay, I'll hold you to that. If he wins the title of Victory Road. <laughs> okay, uh, remember the Serengeti. Yes. Why is... Is Monty Brown from Tanzania in some way? Because that's that's where it is, the Serengeti. I'm glad you said that, because I don't really know where that is. Um, is he... No, I don't <laughs> think he's from Tanzania. I think... I've got no idea. The only thing I can think is like he's the alpha male, and so that kind of makes him like a lion. On the Serengeti. Mm. I don't know. I think they just heard the word Serengeti and thought, that's a core sounding word for Monty Brown to say. We'll yeah, build him from there. That's something we can like script in to say every promo. Yeah. I mean, it works. It, it oh, really yeah. works. It does, yeah. But it's. He's a really good promo. He is. His, his intensity is ridiculous. Mm. I'm really surprised he never went to WWE. He's into every. Oh my God. Could you imagine? They'd love him. They would. Yeah, I don't know how there's, that didn't happen. There's only one thing that Vince wouldn't like about him. Yep. I can, yep. <laughs> <sighs> I'll leave that there. Yeah, you can You can look into that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, after the Monty Brown promo... Here we go. We see a Jeff Hardy music video. Yes, we do. And I would like to claim uh, 
that are called this. That it is Jeff Hardy's band. It is the song Modest. And it, it was is, awful. It is Perox Y, Jen. I hated it. Why? It was awful. Did you hear it? That, I've heard that song many times because it was on my first ever iPod that I had. His singing slash rapping is one of the worst things I've ever heard. It's more like slam poetry. Yeah, it's really bad. It's not good, but I, I downloaded it. And I you know what? I downloaded RVD's theme song. But that's uh, funny because he didn't make it despite having no talent. I downloaded the Motor City Machine Guns theme song eventually. That's fine. My first iPod was just full of TNA theme songs. <laughs> uh, I made a note. Please don't let Jeff create anything ever. Did he? No, he didn't. I, I'm going to stop that thought there. I, I was so, going to say, did he do no more words? No, no. Okay. It's okay. good. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, what he did do was Willow. What's wrong with Willow? Uh, have you seen it? He did, he did Itchweed as well. Yeah, so why did TNA slash Impact keep letting Jeff have his own creative when he's <laughs> bad at it? <laughs> because he's the charismatic enigma. He's so charismatic that he makes bad things. <laughs> you leave Perox Wide Gen alone. <laughs> After this bizarre music video, uh, <laughs> we, we come back to the ring where Luther Jackson makes his entrance. Uh, his nickname is, and he has it written on his black like trousers in gold, the body bag. (laughs) That's not a good sign. (laughs) I didn't notice that. Yeah, he's called the body bag. bag. Hmm. Oh, that has some connotations, doesn't it? It suggests that he's going to lose. Yeah. Especially as he's facing Abyss. Yeah, I mean that didn't that didn't like set him up for success. Yeah. And we see the same Abyss match that we've seen about three times now. Jackson lays in some rights, Abyss no sells. Jacks uh, he takes Jackson out with a clothesline, Abyss hits the shock treatment before hitting the best black horse line we've seen yet, to be fair, uh to win. Yeah, it's it was the same as the Brian O match. Yeah, it was. Pretty much the exact same. I don't know how many times we need to see Abyss squash squash somebody. Yeah, and the Frankie Capone match. And Frankie Frankie, Yeah, I forgot who was against, to be honest. Yeah. Because there's so many of them. Mm. But I I don't know how many times we need to see this. So I'll ask you the same question, but with Abyss. Is he going to beat Jeff Hardy? Um, No. He's not, is he? Uh, no, no, because I think Hardy's over. And I think these squash matches are just to give Abyss some armour before he loses to Jeff. Yeah, I don't think it'll be... It might not be, like, squeaky clean. Do you think Dusty might get involved? Yeah. Mm. Dusty has... We'll get to it, actually, but Dusty seems to absolutely love Jeff Hardy. He does. <laughs> Is Abyss a heel or a face? I think he's a bit of a tweener because okay. he was he was with Goldilocks and Alex Shelley and all that sort of stuff, mm. and their heels. So he he's turned on them. So he's a face, I guess. 
but he kind yeah. of doesn't act like a face. Hmm. Yeah, so it's, think, it's weird. I think he's a bit of a tweener. It's like when Kane's a face. It's like, you're Kane. Stop. Yeah, yeah you set JR the on devil's favourite demon. Yay! Yeah. Not God's favourite angel. Hey, that's your Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Or Kota Uh We then go backstage again. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you try. <laughs> I heard you drop in Kota and you try and carry on. I'm not letting that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> we go backstage again to Shane Douglas, who's waiting outside the room again. And wouldn't you know it, someone's walking out just in time again. Yeah, I wasn't expecting this one, though. It's Harley Race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, Race says that speaking to Dusty and Russo is like banging your head against a brick wall and that nothing's been settled. So we get the exact same promo, basically, as we did from Zabisco with less passion. Um, although I do, I do like Harley Race, but yeah, it wasn't the most uh, enthused promo, shall we say? Shane says that he's not going anywhere until he hears from Russo or Dusty. Yeah, gosh. because he needs more information, even though we know what's happening. Yeah, he Nothing. Needs, he needs to know what's going on in that room, even though he's been told twice. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this a recurring segment? Oh, Nothing's okay. happening, and no one cares. I don't know. I think it's because they think we do care. See, if you think about like classic recurring segments, like you get ones where it's like, I know this stuff is not classic, but like Braun Strowman going through backstage, destroying stuff. It's yeah. interesting stuff that we're going back to each time. This time, it's just, which legend's going to speak to Shane <laughs> Douglas next and tell him nothing's happening? And there's like, with like when you say the Braun Strowman example, there's actual like action going on he's smashing yeah. stuff with this it's who walks out the door who's tells who tells shane that nothing's happening who walks away who and then shane's just like i'm not going anywhere which old white man is next <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and then uh we are told the tag team champs are in action next before we get my favorite part of the show oh boy uh, we're threatened by two Italian-American men with a baseball bat <laughs> <laughs> saying that he, if we have a problem with NYC, then we will have our teeth knocked out. <laughs> the, pro <laughs> the promo is a hype package for the New York Connection, who are coming soon. Yeah. It's Glenn Gilberti, also known um, as Disco Inferno. Uh, and? I was just going to quickly mention that Disco Inferno is, what I've put in brackets, renowned internet moron. And Johnny Swinger. <laughs> Johnny Swinger. Who is still in Impact today. Yes, he is. Johnny Swinger is a journeyman. He, I, I don't know much about him. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. So, all, to be completely honest, neither do I. Okay. Uh, all I know is that he says his name funny. Okay. And he goes like, Johnny Swinger. Uh, we also see there Valet, who is Trinity. Was it? Yeah, that's that's who her, their valet is. I don't know why I said it like I know who that is. She okay. I, I thought he was like, oh, because she goes on to do that now. <laughs> I don't, my reaction there was very disingenuous because I, <laughs> I, I I acted shocked, but in reality, I don't really know who she is. Of the three, she looked the most impressive. Yeah, I like mean, when she was flexing, like. I don't know. I could see her like in a women's division doing well, especially in this time. 
Um, I mean, the only other two women in the division are Tracy and ODB. <laughs> so who isn't here for another three years. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just Tracy and her. Yeah. So. I mean, I cannot get excited to see Disco Inferno. No. Because he's like, oh, Cody Rhodes had a little like rant with him where it's like, you somehow got popular with the boys backstage and made that made yourself think that you were important. Cody <laughs> Rose ripped him apart on Twitter and it was so good. Yeah. Um, the New York Connection. How long do they last in TNA? Um, I will say this. This is the first I've ever heard of them. Oh, I know the answer. Don't worry. I think I, I know the answer as well because to find out who they were, I had to do a bit of Googling, so I think I know yes, it as well. Yeah. So, it is currently October, just to um, throw that out there. They make yeah. it to 2005. Yeah, just about. Uh, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if... so I, don't, I don't think we're going to get our teeth knocked out, Dom. Uh, one, I, I don't have a problem with NYC. So I don't want that problem with Disco Inferno. Uh, not with Disco Inferno. <laughs> How I've never been more intimidated than by a name than Disco Inferno and Johnny Swinger. Yeah. Although I say that, I don't know whether Johnny Swinger's a bad guy or not. So That's fair. Um, what do you think of the name New York Connection? I don't mind it. I don't think it's good. I don't. I, I didn't think it was too bad. I mean, NYC is obviously New York City, isn't it? But then yeah. they changed it to have the connection. So I don't, I don't dislike it. I I think it's just my immediate response to Glenn Gilberti is I hate this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is understandable. Yeah. Um but next up we have Christopher Daniels and James Storm, the new tag team champions in action against the Naturals. Yeah. Now, as I mentioned at the start of the show, Andy Douglas yeah. was part of that attack. Um so he, he came out of the attack much better off than Divine did. He yeah. However, I'll point out something throughout this match, but... Um, he didn't get thought... in, did he? Oh, sorry. I'll just... <laughs> yeah, so he... <laughs> we'll do it now. So basically, he, he tags in at one point. He takes, like, four punches and then tags out again. Yeah. So and his I leg was taped. So I think his legs messed up. Yeah, I did notice that. I was like, because th- there was points in the match where uh, Chase Stevens could have tagged out. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah, I was and he like, was sitting there for a very little amount of time. I was like, why is he not tagging out? Like, And even when you notice as well, when he gets punched on the um, apron, he doesn't take a bump. No. He kind of just falls to a knee and then falls off the apron. Okay. Um, okay. That explains it. So, yeah, I think his leg's a bit messed up, which begs the question. Why book them then? And it begs the question. I mean, spoilers. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so what I found interesting was uh, Chris Harris and Elix Skipper won the tag titles from the Naturals. Yeah. So I thought it was an interesting dynamic to see, okay, they managed to beat them. How will these new champions get on? Yeah. Like a nice little interesting flip. Um, <laughs> clearly not well. Um, yeah. As Daniels How and Storm did, make their entrance, sorry, didn't didn't the Naturals lose on the first week that we watched though? They did, not, but on the pay per view before that, yeah, but they lost to Kazarian and somebody. 
Oh yeah, Michael Sheen and Frankie Kazarian. Yeah. Yeah, but no. Why is that not brought up? <laughs> like, nobody said I don't know. about that. Yeah, I really don't know. I'm like Michael Shane's clearly not with Kazarian anymore. At least he's not being acknowledged as being with him. But why uh, book them to be former tag champs in the first week? No idea. Yeah. No idea. Um. Oh wait, no, no, no. Kazarian beat uh, Jarrell Clark and his partner. Oh, was I think it was Chris? It was Chris Harris and Skipper. Oh, did they do like a rematch sort of thing? Yeah, they did a rematch. Oh, okay. But not the titles. I'll take it all back. So I think that was okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, as Daniels and Storm make their entrance, I can't help but feel that Daniels and Storm are the personality in their teams. Yes. Like they've got so much more personality than the other two. Yeah, you just look at the entrances, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it just stuck out. Have shit going on. Oh. Yeah. Them two yeah. have stuff going on. Um, whereas like the other two just kind of walk out. Yeah, it's very generic, like SmackDown versus yeah. Raw 2007 entrance, in it? So it's a weird way of splitting the teams up. Yeah, but again, I quite like it. Oh, I'm into it, but... Yeah. Um, start the match with a great tall-to-wall uh, head scissors into a bulldog from James Storm. And he wasn't oh, the star of the show last week, but he looked great in this match. I can't believe I've seen James Storm do a tilt-to-wall head scissors. It was great. It was really good, but I just can't. I couldn't believe my eyes when he did it because I don't think I've ever seen him do that before. Yeah, and apparently uh, he did it last week, but this week, like, it just blows my mind because I'm so used to seeing James Storm. Spoilers for the future when he was tagging with Bobby Roode and they were beer money, and he was like a brawler. Mm. To see him doing all this athletic stuff, it's like, oh wow, he could actually go. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and unlike last week, Storm and Daniels worked together with a double team manoeuvre on the tag. Uh, so I then noted Douglas may actually uh, be showing some effects of the attack, only being in the match for a couple of seg- seconds before tagging out Stevens again. And you can yeah. see on Stevens' face, either he's selling the shock of being tagged back in or he's legit shocked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because like I wasn't expecting a tag that fast, but it was noticeable after seeing that sign earlier. Yeah. I mean, so thanks I, to that I kid who brought the sign. I didn't even notice the sign. And I, it just yeah. made, it made the match dynamic really weird because Stevens looked like he wanted to tag out at loads of points, but just never yeah. did. Uh, Daniels hits a scoop slam to Stevens and a moon, moonsault, but clearly it's not the best one ever because Steven kicks out at two. No, it was it was one of the better ones of this match. Mm. That's, oh, that's quite a long acronym, but... <laughs> The better one of this match ever. <laughs> uh, Daniels takes out Stevens and sets up for the best moonsault ever. Uh, but Storm already picked up Stevens, causing Daniels to miss the moonsault. Mm. Uh, Douglas grabs Storm's foot, allowing Stevens to roll Daniels up for the three. Your new tag team champions have been pinned one week after winning the titles. Yeah, but I don't think that's too bad because the whole the whole thing that they're trying to sell is that. They can't they didn't really not earn the titles, but they they've not really worked together to get the titles. It was just a circumstance. Yeah. So the thing is, um Chris Harris and Skipper didn't have these problems. No. Is it is it to sell that like they're 
because they're the less personality guys, they're less likely to blow up like that. I don't really know. It was weird. So when they had their match last week, it seemed to me like Daniels and uh, James Storm are more of the Healy kind of members. Mm. They're the kind of guys that like they were going to use the chair and everything and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Whereas mm. um, Elix Skipper and Chris Harris were kind of like more the, the baby face clean yeah. cut guys. So maybe it's like the fact that because they're both kind of Healy, they can't get it on the same page. I don't know, but I have no idea. Mm. Team Canada immediately appear at the top of the ramp. Elix Skipper comes out to confront James Storm, blaming him for the loss on behalf of his triple X partner, Daniels. Harris then comes out, still do-ragged, to stand yeah. up for Storm. Yeah, the do-rag is back. Um, and once again, the teasing, like, AMW versus triple X, which my mind just says, do it then. <laughs> yeah, get it, get it done. But I'm hoping it is going to be Rude and Young versus uh, Storm and Daniels, because that'll be a hell of a match. And yeah. I want Team Canada to get some gold or some more. Yeah, gold. but I, what I liked about this segment is that they have, they now have three teams that all have a genuine shout for having a title match. Yeah, because the Naturals can say, "Look, we're former champions, and we've just pinned the current mm. champions." Uh, Team Canada, obviously, we've got Scott Demore saying that they pinned the champions when they were the champions, and all that kind of st- thing. Yeah, and. Uh, Elix Skipper and Chris Harris can say, "Well, we want our rematch." Yeah. So you've got three. It's kind of built a division in one segment, I think, because yeah. now now you've got three teams that all have a viable shout at having a match. Yeah, it's not the strong tag division that we know of today from um, TNA and Impact, like the Machine Guns. Yeah. Uh, Good Brothers. LAX, Good Brothers, Generation Me at some point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, it's not it's not the classic tag division, but you can see some inner workings where we're getting towards where we need to be with it. It's probably the, the best story so far on the show around a championship, I think. It's one of the few. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the world title story is, it's a load of, like you said, a load of old white men arguing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this is like a genuine story. Like you've got these two guys that aren't a team and they're partners and you've got Team Canada involved and then the natural there's like an actual build around this and I, I quite like it. Yeah. And I appreciate that there are only three belts in the company. Yeah. So far. Each what well, yes, but right now each one feels important. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's great. Everyone is kind of built towards wanting a title as well. Yeah, that's the direction for everyone. Yeah. There's literally, there's no other stories besides title No, stories. exactly. And that's probably what wrestling should be. Obviously, it's hard to fill out a three-hour show around oh, three okay. titles, but... Then don't make your show three hours. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, we go backstage once again to Shane yeah. Douglas because them two other old men telling him <laughs> no, nothing's going on. Wasn't enough. This time, we've got Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. I didn't make many notes on this because I couldn't... I just When Dusty speaks, I don't know which bits to take on board and which bits <laughs> not to take on board. Yeah. Uh, he said that he had a light bulb down on him like an interrogation for saying that 
Russo took the title shot away from Jeff Hardy. He no. hasn't. Jeff no. just has to earn it. And to be fair, Shane like corrected him. Yeah, but then he's still he... mad about it. Oh yeah, he's still mad. Even <laughs> Shane told him no. Dusty screams at the door, saying that they will never <laughs> see eye to eye. <laughs> this promo is just hilarious. Dusty says, bottom line, seven times in his words, because he's so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like he caught himself just repeating himself. Oh, God. Like, I know that Cody's his son, but I can't see it. <laughs> No, they don't. It's like hard and and Dustin Rhodes. Well, yeah, you can't really see that either. No, the only the only link that he has with Dustin, and hate to bring this up, but Dustin later in life, or well, earlier in life now, but later in life at this point, had trouble with his weight. Uh, oh, that's yeah. the only link he has to Dusty. Yeah, I mean, you look at Cody, and it's like, how? Oh, God, <laughs> what happened? And his. <laughs> are so much more concise and sensible. He isn't talking about hitting people with a bicycle. No, or being the son of a son of a plumber, even though that is legendary. The grandson of a plumber. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I but... feel for um, Shane Douglas in this this little promo, <laughs> by the way, where he's having to like chase Dusty's mouth with the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dusty's all over the place, and Shane's just throwing his arm around, trying to keep the mic in front of his face. So obviously one thing, uh, so I was watching um, a different video about TNA and um, so they had real microphones, like obviously how um, Shane was using it here, but WWE would use boom microphones and the mics in hand are just like a prop. Oh, okay. And TNA didn't spring for boom microphones until 2008. (laughs) They're just going to be flying around. Yeah. So some of them sound a little dicey at times. So WWE use boom mics now? Yeah, and the microphones in hand are just props. Except for like for in-ring promos, backstage, yeah. all of them are boom mic'd. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's just to make sure makes, everything gets Yeah, there. makes sense. From a production side, it makes it way more helpful. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, TNA, nah, we can use a real microphone. <laughs> yeah, Shane's just got to have eight arms. <laughs> uh, I mean... What else is he going to do? Wrestle? No. <laughs> no. Uh, I like, I, I want his new gimmick to be the special investigator, Shane Douglas. Yes. That I mean, was... just standing outside doors, not yeah. believing information until he hears it three I'm times. not going anywhere. This time, this time, I think he leaves, maybe? I don't know. We don't hear from him again. Who knows? He could still be there next week. If he's still there next week, but he's like a bit dirty and really tired, I'll be into it. Yeah. And, and Russo just for some reason hasn't left his office. <laughs> Russo sleeps in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go back to the ring and Mike Tanay is in the middle of the ring asking for everyone's attention. Mm. Uh, he announces that Victory Road will be taking place in Orlando, Florida, and the crowd go nuts. They go absolutely wild. So at this point, most of the pay-per-views were held in Nashville. Yeah. Um, but Impact was held in Florida, in Orlando. I yeah, it, I prefer that it's in Orlando. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised when they, because at the start of the show, they said they were going to announce where Victory Road was going to take place. Yeah. And I was surprised that it was Orlando because I thought if they're doing an announcement, it might be somewhere like different. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought. 
I thought, oh, it'll be in like New York or. There's only one reason that it couldn't be that. Is it because if Mike? No, well, yes, but if Mike Tanay gets in the ring and goes, "Where's it going to be, guys?" in front of a Florida crowd, he goes, "New York." The crowd crowd would boo. So it had to be Orlando, Florida. The crowd lost their minds though. (laughs) Imagine if he'd have just gone like Pennsylvania. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, the crowd would not have been on board. Yeah. Uh, But then he says that he has another announcement, and he announces that next week, Rowdy Roddy Piper will be in the Impact Zone to make a major announcement about Victory Road. Yeah. Please don't have a match. Please don't wrestle. Just just do your announcement and, like, be a a good promo, and then then thank you very much. So I'm going to... I was tossing back and forth after seeing this as to whether to say this or not. Okay. I've watched a lot of Roddy Piper stuff from the past. Like, not just Roddy Piper in particular, but like old WrestleMania, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan oh, of Roddy Piper. really? So, I don't think... So, if you watch any of his matches, any of his matches that are considered legendary, what happens is <laughs> there are very few occasions where he doesn't win... Oh, where he does, where he just loses clean. He'll either lose dirty or they'll brawl to the back. That's every <laughs> Roddy Piper match. There's only one match where he loses clean, and it's to Brett for the IC title. And it's a really good match. But every other one of his matches, he just brawls to the back, <laughs> and they get counted out. And I hate it because you can see it coming a mile off because Roddy refuses to lose clean. So, I I haven't personally gone back and watched too much Roddy Piper. Mm. I haven't seen too many Roddy Piper matches. I've seen like the classic promos, you know the ones that they show oh especially when he passed away. Yes. I I don't know too much about him. I just I think it was more of his charisma and his heel work. Yeah. yeah. He was known for more than his in-ring. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm more of an in-ring fan than like obviously I appreciate oh, a good yeah. promo. Yeah, so am I. I prefer like matches to promos, but yeah. I think he, for Roddy Piper in that that time period when it was like what early nineties, mid nineties, he was like breaking bounds with his heel stuff. Yeah, I mean he was he was like Hogan's main foil for years before yeah. before everything kicked off. I mean he was part of the reason that WrestleMania one worked so well. Yeah, with Mister T and all that. But just don't make me watch him because I can't stand it. I I've got a good feeling that he probably won't be wrestling next week if he's just there for an announcement. Yeah, even some of his promos are a bit gibberish at times, but they're all right. Yeah, I mean, have you yeah. seen the one where he paints himself half black, half white? I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uncomfortable. Bit, bit of a risk, but did you see about what happened with that? Actually, no. So he had a solution backstage to be able to wash it off, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Andre the Giant flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> so Roddy Piper had to go to the airport half black. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's some legendary Andre the Giant stories. Oh, God, yeah. About it's... ribs he used to pull. Yeah, he's... He's a, he's a strange guy. I love him. Have you heard about when he just used to shoot on Macho Man? No. So Macho Man, for some reason, knew that Andre didn't like him. Mm. 
Like they, they apparently they got on and everything, but every time they used to have a match, Andre would just fall on shoot <laughs> and just hit him as hard as he could. Nice. And there's um there was a clip in a mat of a match between Savage and Andre. And uh, Andre's got him in the corner and he chops him down and his chops are like proper yeah. chops. And um, on uh, Macho's in the corner and he's like going for like the oh the like the Yokozuna thing where he sits on the jumps up yeah, and sits yeah, yeah. down on the chest. Bonsai drop. Bond, that's the word. And um, so they're setting up for that and Macho knows that he's not going to protect him in any way because obviously <laughs> they don't actually sit their full weight down because it would kill them. Yeah. But Andre jumps and no. sits his full weight on no. <laughs> on Macho Man, and like you can see in the clip that Macho is just like in excruciating pain. Oh god! And apparently in the back, um, Macho went up to Andre and he was just like, "What? What are you doing? Why are you shooting on me?" And Andre just <laughs> and Andre just went, "You know why?" And then walked off. Oh. <laughs> and Macho Man had no idea why. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, was he like defending Hogan because he hates Hogan? I really I don't know. I've got no idea. He just said, "You know why?" and then walked off. And uh, Randy had no idea why. Oh dear. Yeah. But finally, it's time for our main event: uh, the number one contenders match for the X Division title at Victory Road. AJ Styles, Kid Cash, Kazarian, who isn't Frankie, he's nope. just Kazarian. Chris Sabin, Alex Shelley, and Amazing Red. Yeah. As they all make their entrance, AJ Styles is the only one who gets Pyro. Who's winning this match? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't really set up to be important, was it? No, but it's a nice little open it's a nice little way to end the show. Like, oh yeah. Um everyone in the match is a former X Division champion except for Alex Shelley, but he gets called Baby Bear, so he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, and AJ's looks do have the get ready to fly um, lyrics, but it's not yeah. right. It's not quite right. It was, it was. It was pretty much there. Yeah, but it's not quite right, is it? It was nearly, it was close enough. Yeah, it's getting there, but it's not there. It, one day. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, but it's not got the same like, and then it says get ready to fly, and then all that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, it's not quite there yet. I see what you mean. So, Scott, in the build-up to this recording, yeah, I have been warning you that something really irked me about this show. Yeah, so you warned me that there was a rant coming. There is a rant coming, and it will come and after this match. As I was watching the show, I was, I was sitting there thinking, what could the rant be about? And I couldn't see anything, so I'm looking forward to this. So until this match started, I had no idea that this was two men in the ring at once having to tag no. out, to, or tag in to be part of the match. which. Okay, that's fine. It probably prevents it from being a mess. Like, you know, six men at once, it might be a bit hard to look at. But then, immediately, it's chaotic. So, Kazarian starts the match with Kid Cash, I think? No, with Saban. Yeah, because um, Kazarian was fighting with Alex Shelley over who was going to be first. Yes, that's it. Yeah. But then, people just start immediately ignoring the tag rules. Uh, and they just jump yeah. in for no reason. And the ref does yeah. nothing. They get it they get it on like lockdown a little bit in the middle of the match. Yes. It starts to look normal eventually. Eventually. And and then they lose it again. Yeah. 
Styles blind tags in off Amazing Red to face off with Kazarian. But Red wasn't the legal man. Right. Like, he just wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was because no one's tagged at this point, so it's still no. Kaz and Saban. Yeah. But, okay, we'll ignore that because we've made a tag, we're making progress, stuff's happening. <laughs> we come back from the break and Red is in control of Kazarian. Uh, Kaz then gets on top, uh, on top of Amazing Red. He gets him in place for Shelly to hit a drop kick. Um, and then it looks like Shelly's going to do him the same favour, let Kaz come in for the drop kick. But he clotheslines Kaz. I really like that. Yeah, that was good. Like, I think they're both heelish, but it's like the heels who don't like each other, which I'm, I'm fully on board with. Yeah, they're not, they're not heels that are going to team up just because they're heels. Exactly. Love that. Yeah. Um, just after the drop kick, um, Amazing Red's do-rag falls off. Yes. And allowing us to see his curly ginger hair. His amazing red hair. So that's why he's called Amazing Red, is it? I don't know. I, I assume it must be. But he didn't realise he was ginger. He, have you seen um, It? Yes. Have you seen it when... Oh, it might. Have you seen the clips of um, the guy that plays Pennywise out of character when he's mm. got the full makeup on? Yeah. He looks like Amazing Red. Yeah. I'm so much... So I find it weird when a white man wears a do-rag. But... Yeah. You get that do-rag back on, lad, whilst you've got that curly ginger hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is not a star. You put it back on, Pennywise. Exactly. <laughs> um, I know later in his career he goes bold. Does he? Oh, wait, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I know that, like, late 2000s, like 2009, he shaves it into, like, yeah. a like a faux hawk. Mm. Which it is all right. Bad. Yeah. Because... So I've got an image that basically he's Rey Mysterio. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I know that Rey is bold. He's Rey Mysterio and doink. Yeah. But I, I just thought he was bold. <laughs> I didn't know he had curly ginger hair. I was so upset by it. Yeah, I knew he had hair. I didn't realise it was that kind of hair. Yeah. It looked like, you know when um, Halloween comes around and people go into fancy dress shops and they've got like the clown wigs? Yeah. It looked like one of those. Yeah, it didn't look good. Kid Cash tags in, and we see this is when I saw a sign in the crowd. On one side, it had CM Punk. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't see this. Okay, so this, so I, you see the person like flip the sign at one point, but this right. sign had CM Punk on. Okay, and I thought, okay, he's left the company at this point, but I understand it's CM Punk. You yeah. would want it. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Then you see them flip the sign on the other side in full capitals. It says yes. <laughs> and I wrote big Brian Danielson move. I wrote, "Is this a time a time traveling mark from the year 2014?" <laughs> like, because that's a sign that you'd see in 2014. Do you know what? If there's anyone in 2014 that was a mark, could time travel, they would go back and watch old X Division matches. They would. So it makes sense. Yeah, this is does. a time traveling mark who took yeah. their sign from WrestleMania 30. Yeah, <laughs> came to yeah. this random TNA show. Either that, either that, or they're big ROH fans. Was yes a thing in ROH? Absolutely not. But they. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, why would the why would he have yes on the sign? And the CM Punk. Oh, yeah. Wow. Maybe because like they were like the top two like indie darlings in WWE at that yeah. point. Yeah. Not yeah, in 2004. Yeah. Well, WrestleMania 30s when Punk left. 
Yeah. Oh, it must have been. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I had no idea what was going off. It just baffled me. It probably... It, what Did they look like me? Because I would have gone back and watched... <laughs> I would have gone back and watched old X Division matches and held up a sign. Uh, it, I didn't get a good look at them. It uh, could have been you. I think we should go back and look just to make sure it wasn't me. We'll double check afterwards. Okay. Uh, Kazarian tags in and hits an incredible slingshot leg drop to red. Like he goes oh, over the top so, rope. So smooth. Glad we're finally getting a good look at Kazarian. Oh, we get good looks at him throughout mm. the rest of this show. It's so, the rest of this like era of wrestling. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, Kaz tags in to Shelly for a double team, uh, but pushes him immediately after not forgetting what happened. <laughs> uh, red sweeps Shelly's leg. Uh, before hitting a standing moonsault for two. That looks really good. Then he hits yeah. a cutter and a code red, but everyone powers in to break up the pin. Yeah, and this is where it kind of took a little bit of a turn. So one thing that irked me with this was everyone jumped in to break up the pin. That's fine. Yeah. No one did that earlier for any of the other fours. I think that's because code red, they kind of knew it was his finisher. That's fair enough. Uh, everyone starts brawling, and it's everyone get your stuff in time. Yeah. Saban hits running powerbombs cash, and then the ref counts. Uh, neither man yeah. was legal. Hate that. Hated it. Neither man was legal. Why would you count? Why would he count? Uh, Kazarian breaks up the fall anyway, so it's fine, but neither man was legal. Nope. Kaz hits a drop kick to Saban before Styles hits an incredible face buster. Oh, the, yeah, where he sits out. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Red breaks up that pin. Cash comes off the top rope from out of nowhere onto Kaz with a uh, frog splash. That looked great. Yeah, he's got uh, such a good frog splash. Red immediately follows up by hitting a spinning kick to Cash, and Red charges Shelly, uh, but he's sent over the top rope and into Kaz, whose trunks, I just noticed at that point, when Kaz, uh, when Red gets thrown over the top rope into him, they say, the coolest on them. Yeah, and did you notice that it was on the back of his coat as well when he came, or his like jacket when he came in? I didn't see it. I saw he had a black jacket, but I didn't pay much attention, to be honest. Yeah, it was sparkly, wasn't it? And then he like did a little mm. spin when he hopped up onto the apron and it said the coolest on the back, and in my head I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? it doesn't what does that even mean? <laughs> it doesn't really feel that he has a character that suits him yet. No, it's not like he's the EST of TNA. No, but I mean... <laughs> is he the Bianca Belair of 2004 DNA? Do you know what? With his little ponytail. Well. If he could like whip somebody with that, that'd be quite impressive. You know, when he just goes up to Styles and does like a tiny little whip. <laughs> just a little slap on his face. Just get used to that. You'll, that'll get over one day. That, do you know what? I'd be completely fine if he started doing that. Oh, God. <laughs> um,. Cash wipes both men out on the outside for literally no reason. Like he just dives yeah. to the outside. Uh, yeah. Because apparently we don't want to win this match. Nah, it's all about the spots, isn't it? Oh, gotcha. Uh, Saban then hits an Enziguri to Shelley, which is the first time that they really did anything to each other. And I was thinking, like, if they avoid each other, maybe it's like them thinking about putting them together. But no, not anytime soon. Yeah, it's a bit early. For all mm. that, we have a lot. <laughs> we have a lot of Alex Shelley and Chris Saban as singles guys first, which is really sad. And it we makes have a lot of the baby bear time travel. But, yeah, but no, we have a lot of singles stuff. So I think we've got quite a ways to go for that. 
I mean, it'd be nice to like establish them and then see where they go, like see where they came from. So that's that's all right, I think. It's kind of a bit of a negative of watching back when you kind of know what happens. Yeah. Because as soon as they, like you say, as soon as they like avoid each other for a little bit, we, we instantly think, oh, this is them. Put yeah, but it'll, it'll pop us. It'll oh, pop us so it'll hard. Pop us big, but it'll also take away like a surprise factor, I guess. Yeah, but when we see it coming, we know what we're in for. So it's like, oh, oh go I on. I can't wait. They were my favorite things about TNA. I love them so much. But after attacking Shelly, so dives to the outside for yeah. no reason because he doesn't want to win the match either. Um, that leaves Styles and Shelley in the ring, which I'm getting flashbacks to their great singles match. Yeah. Uh, Shelley hits a great DDT to Styles, but only gets a two. Uh, he tries to follow up, but Styles hits a poison Rana, which looked great, before rolling straight into a Styles Clash to pick up the win. The roll through Styles Clash was so good. He needs to do that poison Rana more now. I know he's 42, but. <laughs> yeah. Um,. So, my rant. Go on, then. This is a great match if you turn your brain off, but the rules and psychology is all over the place. Yeah. I feel like Jim Cornette when I'm watching this match because I'm like, <laughs> I should love this, but all I can think in the old man brain is, well, he didn't tag in. He's not legal. He's yeah. diving to the outside. Why is he diving to the outside? I should love this match. This is everything I want from a match. And I hated it because of the rules not being followed even slightly, not making any sense. There was like barely any psychology. This is the difference between what the young books do and what they get accused of. This sort of match is what they get accused of. Yeah. It's no psychology, it's just flips. No, every young books match tells a bit of a story. You see the match with Jericho and MJF, there was a story. They brawled more. They tagged out. It wasn't about rolling into tags. They just tagged each other to make sure that they could beat them up more. This is not what the Young Bucks do. This match is not what the Young Bucks do. They don't dive to the outside for no reason. They don't tag in for no reason or just come in for no reason. They have psychology. As much as people love to tell you that they don't, they do. This match had no psychology, and it made me dislike a match that I saw on paper and went, I am going to love this. And I didn't. And I'm really angry that I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I completely understand as well. Yeah. I completely get where you're coming from. I, I Even I, and I love the X Division. This is what I grew up on. I loved yeah. it. I hated it. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I, I really didn't like it because yeah. of the same reasons you were saying. I mean, to start with, like two minutes into the match beginning, they went to an advert. Yeah. Two, and then they came back and there was six minutes left. So they went to adverts for three minutes. In a six-man match. And what they said, I don't know whether you caught this on commentary, Don West said, uh, we would show you what happened during the adverts, but it was too fast-paced. Yeah. He's like, what? Also, what if this match was a draw? Does Larry have to pick out of the six men who won? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Larry and his TV. Poor Kid Cash who hadn't tagged in at that point. Yeah, so this is, I completely get where you're coming from. And when they started doing the tags and they were tagging in and out and they were actually following who was the legal man, I know what you were saying about Amazing Red not being legal, but you can kind of look past it. Yeah. When they were actually following who was the legal man, I thought, okay, this is going to be quite interesting. They could do a false finish with this. You mm. could have you could have somebody like Saban hit a finisher and pin, but he wasn't legal and all that kind of stuff. But as soon as Amazing Red hit the code red, 
and they all came in to break it up i was like okay yeah they don't care anymore yeah so yeah. They, they're, they're done with that and the referee who should be upholding the rules he didn't care yeah. Was, whoever gets the pink and yeah you can have a count you can have a count everyone gets a count it's like oprah with the count <laughs> it was like they it just didn't help the match the tag element it would have been a better match if it was just a six-man free-for-all yep. match yep it really would i could not wait for this match and i'm so mad that it wasn't yeah. great like yeah. i remember when after we watched styles and shelly and you said oh, I don't know, there could be a better match in like a week's time. And I thought, oh, here it is. We've already beat yeah. it. Yeah. And they didn't do it. And I can't believe they didn't do it with the talent in the ring. And the only thing, the only kind of upside, I think, to this sort of match is I hope they learn from it. I, yeah. hope, I hope that they realise, okay, that didn't work. And in yeah. the future, they'll give us these guys. But give us, give us like Chris Saban versus Kazarian for 10 minutes. Yeah. Give us amazing red and kick cash for 10 minutes. Like, give us mm. these amazing wrestlers and let them tell a story. Don't just put them all together and be like, yeah, go out there, do some flips, it'll be fine. Because like, I know what you're saying. That's what the Young Bucks gets accused of. The Young Bucks gets, get accused of being spot monkeys who are just there to do flips. And that's it's wrong because th this is what spot monkeys doing flips are. And yeah. I hate saying that about these six guys because they're all incredibly oh. talented. Yeah. And and we've seen single matches from all of these guys. Uh, like yeah. personally, I haven't seen Kid Cash, but I've seen a singles match from every single one of these guys, and I've loved it, and it's been yeah. great. Yeah. So I know they've got it in them. So I don't know why this happened. No, it was just it whoever was just, agented this needs firing. Yeah, it was just a bit of a a bit of a mess and a waste of talented guys. Yeah. I think they should have gave this half an hour as well, like they did the, yeah, the tag title match why, this week because it's a number why, one contenders match. Why is a number one contenders match only ten minutes when there's six guys? It's crazy. In the whole, the whole sort of, if you look at it kayfabe wise, six guys, it should be a longer match. Yeah. You look yeah. at a money in the bank. You look at a money in the bank match. That's a longer match. It takes about half an hour. Yeah, exactly. Six guys, it should take longer for a finish to happen because there's more people to break up a pin. There's more people to hit their finishes and have false finishes and all that kind of stuff. Kayfabe-wise, this should be a longer match than 10 minutes. So having it 10 minutes makes people viewing it think, okay, yeah, there's going to be a finish in a minute. Yeah. Like, everything I said reading that match, it was just stuff that I should enjoy. And then it's like, and then I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, yeah. But overall, I thought the show was all right. I think we've got the wheels moving for Victory Road, and I like the direction it's heading. I like what we've got on paper. I'm also relieved that it's not going to be Jarrett versus Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we're probably heading down Jarrett having Nash and probably Scott Hall as his little buddies. Yeah. So no more elite guard. No. Poor old Hot Stuff Hernandez. Poor Hot Stuff Hernandez. So the, other, the other ones. Yeah. But I, I would argue this is probably the worst week we've had in terms of in-ring action. Um, like last week we had the title match before that we had um, the match between Styles and Shelley the week before the yeah. first week we had the Naturals and uh, Harrison Storm where Douglas could actually wrestle yeah I mean I didn't love the first week in ring yeah I think as much as we've just tried oh no that's who the Naturals lost to it was AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy 
Oh yeah, the dream team. Yeah. Yeah. So there we are. Uh, I mean, I think probably the first week for me was probably the weakest in ring mm. because I know we've just trashed this match, but it's still six amazing guys and they were doing good oh, yeah. spots. But like, it's the potential that makes it so much more annoying. Yeah, and the, yeah, it's the psychology and everything around it. But in ring, it was good. Yeah, but the psychology wise and that it was just terrible. But next week we have a big show. We've got not that big show. Yeah, uh, no Paul. No Paul. Um, we've got the number one contenders matches for the NWA title beginning, as well as Rowdy Roddy Piper. And personally, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they've actually because a lot of the time they don't really say what's going to happen next week. Yeah, yeah, this the is show, the first time we've really had it built. Yeah, the show ends and then they go, "Thanks for watching," and then the show ends. Yeah, this time they like the match, uh, the six man match finished, and then they went to like promos. Yeah, yeah, they did, and they uh, showed like next week Monty Brown versus Raven, next week Jeff Hardy versus Abyss. Yeah. And then you get promos from like each of the contenders, apart mm. from apart from Hardy and Raven. Oh no, apart from Hardy and Abyss. Yeah, we got a Jarrett one in there. Yeah, we got Jeff in there. Mm. And then we get a weird graphic of Roddy Piper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it was like the first week they've actually built to what's happening next week, which is it, yeah. for me. I don't, it worked for me because I'm excited to watch it. Mm. And of course, you at home can find out what happens next week by tuning in again to the TNA Classic Review. Check out the links in the description. We have theannouncerstable.com, where Scott is bringing you the latest news. And we've got more videos coming as we move on. But thank you for watching once again. Goodbye.